0: Hello, and welcome to another episode of Realign With Your Purpose. Today's episode is a conversation with my friend, Katie Dragis. Katie is a, she's a coach, she's a mentor, she's a community builder. She's also a full-time working mom, and she's a wife and an entrepreneur. So Katie has a lot going on, and today we talk all about just finding the harmony in whatever season you're in. We talk about navigating being a mom and wanting to be present as a mom while also working a full-time job in a career that you actually love, that you actually want to be at. We talk about the importance of community, of relationships, of finding that inner circle of people in your life who you can lean on and rely on and support. We talk about so much in this conversation, and I just can't wait to share Katie with you for the next 45 minutes or so. And if you want to connect with Katie further beyond this episode, all of her links will be in the show notes. So let's do it. So, welcome, Katie. I'm so excited to have this conversation today. What everybody doesn't know is that we just wrapped up a conversation for your podcast. And so now we get to have another conversation for my podcast. And honestly, like what I love about podcasting is being able to connect with people from different places. And it's like, it's like being able to make friends with people and ask people will you be my friend without <laughs> having to be weird about it? It's like, will you come on my podcast and have a conversation? And like, in the back of my mind, I'm like, and maybe be my friend. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. And like,
1: how many times have you had, a you don't have a conversation out like the, you know, quote unquote, wild where you're like, what's your favorite mantra? And both. like we get to like, just get into it. It's so fun. So I feel the same way. And we're yeah. totally friends now.
0: <laughs> and you get to ask like super deep questions and like you would never ask somebody that you just ran into at Starbucks. Like <laughs> it's the things we really want to know, right? Like we yes. just go straight to it. Yes, it's great. I love it. It's like my favorite part of having a podcast.
1: <laughs> it's a blast. Yeah. And thanks for being online. And and I'm excited to get to to get to continue the conversation, more friend yes. conversation.
0: Yes. Okay. So you are a wife you're a mama, you have a career that you love and you're also an entrepreneur. So like, tell me about that journey. How did you get to the place that you are today? Like, is this something, did you imagine this was what your life was going to look like? Did this kind of happen organically or walk us through that journey? Or, sure. you know, you can only
1: connect the dots looking back, right? I've heard that to Steve Jobs quote what, going forward. I, you know, nothing, nothing was planned. Um, you know did the traditional co- high school college route met my husband got married had kids and i've always been a coach in many senses um i wasn't very good at sports but i played on all the sports teams but i was always kind of the cheerleader the one like you know that was sitting on the bench honestly like getting coaching the the girls who were about to go in i'm like yeah you know good job and literally like standing up and cheering for them and then getting into my you know career roles and marketing. And I worked in television for a while. Um, I don't know. I just kind of was like leading groups of people towards doing things. You know, I got a, a ball chair at my desk because I have a lot of energy and I wanted to like sit up straighter. And the next thing you know, people are like, where'd you get that chair? And now we all have got our chairs. And now we're like doing things that work with our chairs. Like, I don't know. I just kind of organically found myself in a place where people come to me and I don't Planet, But it wasn't until after I had children, I started, I got into network marketing a little bit, honestly, to, to lose the baby weight. I got into a nutrition program and I found it was really wonderful and I really enjoyed it. And a lot of personal development came with that. And as I was starting to dig into personal development, I realized people aren't coming to me. I think it's just my energy. Like I'm always excited about new things, whether it's my ball chair, I got in the office or my protein shakes that I was drinking, or, you know, I was able to like pump them up before they were able to go out on the field. And so it really helped me put into perspective my strength as a person. And here I am, you know, going through school and having children for the first time. And I I took on that mom identity hard, like, i mean in a good way like i bought all the you know, the mama t-shirts and was like oh i'm a mom and i'm so honored and so privileged to be able to get to be a mom and it was really this like intersection moment where motherhood and and work and also my identity right like all the pieces of me kind of came together and were starting to collide where i realized oh wow like this is hard it is really really hard being a working mom and I just knew in the back of my mind that I continue. I wanted to continue working, but I also had certain values that were important to me for how I wanted to raise my children and how the things I wanted to be involved in, you know, like I always want to be there for their Halloween school parade. And so I've had to navigate being a working mom at different companies and different roles through a pandemic to get to where I am now. And just started talking about it. And now I lead a coaching community of women where we have Real Talk and talk about how we can, you know, learn from each other. And I always say too, learn with and from each other. I am not an expert on everything, but I love, you know, being the person to, to hold the container for all of the women to come together so I can continue learning so they can continue learning. And so we can, you know, be stronger in motherhood, in ambitious, women who want to work caregiver world together. So that's kind of how I've gotten to where I am. It makes sense looking back like, oh yeah, yeah, this makes sense. And that led to this and this led to that. But honestly, none of it was ever planned. Um, I did hire my first, I didn't know what coaching was. And I ended up talking with someone that I somehow, I I have no idea, maybe the algorithm of social media connected me with uh, in, 2017, maybe. And she was a coach. And so we started working together. And it was like, oh, my gosh, this is so much fun. Because one, like we're doing today, I get to have really awesome, like next level conversations with people. Not only is it super fun, not only am I learning more about myself, but then I can take that and I can go out and spread, you know, more, more knowledge out into the world in a way that will actually help other people. And that to me is really really exciting.
0: I I love that because I I have this belief that like it is so important to be investing in yourself and in the relationships that you have and I I talk about like the three different types of relationships that we need to have in our lives and like the first one being that I feel like it's so important that everybody has a mentor of some sort like whether that's a coach whether that's You know, just a friend that you have that's a little bit further in the journey than you are, but it's so important to have a mentor to be able to kind of lean into and learn from. And then the other is like, it's important to be a mentor, to take the things that you're learning, to take those relationships that are investing in you and be able to take that investment that people have made into you and pour into somebody else and then the third type of relationship that's so important is our community is the people that we're like walking on this journey with the people that we can share the struggles that are sort of on a similar path or that their paths are kind of they're dealing with some of the same things and so having a mentor being a mentor being in community like all three of those things are so important and like i will always have a coach like it's so important to me to always have a coach but at the same time like I also know that like as I'm coaching people I need that. I need to be able to tap into that. So talk to me about like how you have kind of used those three different types of relationships in your life and how those kind of interplay with each other and how you've been able to take what you've learned and pour into other people and you know simultaneously being able to lean in to people that you consider mentors.
1: You know it's it's interesting. I love having a coach. I love having someone who is going through the journey alongside me, but it's it's more holding space for me. I have been, I love like company mentor programs. I think everyone should, if you get a chance to be a mentor and also be mentored, that you should definitely uh, take advantage of that. But I've also had a lot of mentors at companies that I've worked at where, you know, I put like all my eggs in my basket, right? Before I had children, especially in one basket and i was you know my my identity was my work and i was working here and i was climbing the corporate ladder and i had a mentor in the company and then the the moment either that person ended up leaving or i ended up leaving for whatever reason it's like that mentorship is so it's cut off and it and it felt it almost felt like like you were being betrayed you know but this person seemed invested in me and i was invested in in them and we were really working together but when you're working for a company under a certain lens, you kind of have to still keep it PC in a way, right? Like, can you really say all the things you you want to say? I believe at a level you can, but you know, are you showing up as your full self? So I love the idea of mentor having a mentor that doesn't work with you, that doesn't work in your company, that's not your boss. I have an amazing boss, I would consider a mentor, but also I have another uh, you know coach that I work with. And I can bring anything to her and work through it with her. And whether I'm at a different job in the future or, you know, have my own business, it's someone that kind of can go along the journey with me. I think that is so important. I also have a lot of other people who support me. I talk a lot about your tent poles of support um, and and community can be one. Like your like-minded community of working moms and caregivers that I have can be a tent pole of support, but that shouldn't be your only support, right? You have your community you have your mentor, you have certain members of your family that you can go to for various different reasons. Like I, if I'm stuck in traffic and I'm frustrated and I need someone to commiserate with me, I call my dad. Right. Cause he's always, <laughs> he always answers the phone and he's always like, Oh, that traffic. And so <laughs> you know, like, it's, it's comforting to know that I can, that I can talk with someone who's not going to try to, you know, mindset coach me out of being frustrated about being in traffic. Right. So you've got all these different people that you can go to friends. And so I always encourage everyone in our community to have at least five temples of support because not everyone's always available when you need you need a help or assistance or you're sending a message or you want to call somebody. So have people you can call or lean on to lean on in different times. Um, so you can feel more overall support. But also another another temple of support is yourself. So let's say you call all the people you're sitting in traffic you're frustrated and you and you've reached out in a safe way to all the different people and everyone's busy, right? They're at work or it's a Saturday afternoon and everyone's kids have sports and they're all over the place. How can you connect with your own self? Because I feel like that is something that we're not doing as much and we're kind of glossing over the fact that the person that you are with 100% every single day, every place you go ever in your life is you. And so how can we work on our own mindsets, what we do in coaching? work on our own mindset and identity to be able to lean in on ourselves, support ourselves in times when we're really struggling. Because motherhood can feel really lonely even when you're surrounded by little people, even when you're standing on the soccer field with people all around you, you can feel really lonely. And second, if you're an ambitious working mom, I say ambitious and working it, whatever it means to you or an entrepreneur, that can feel extra lonely. You might be the, the odd one out, the weird one. If you have a corporate job, the weird one at work always comes up with weird ideas. It was all, always all over the place. Um, you might be literally working every single day at your desk by yourself, creating things because one, you need space to create, but two, you know, you're the only person in your department or the only person in your company because you're an entrepreneur. You need to be able to, to call in on yourself when you're feeling yeah. extra lonely
0: Yeah. Yeah. And being able to, to not just, not just know that you can call in on yourself, but also like you have to actually like yourself. You have to actually love who you are and being able to connect with yourself on that level. So you can trust yourself in those situations. And I love, I just, I love just the knowing and the understanding that you need different relationships in your life. And All of those different relationships can provide you with different things. Cause like, yeah, you're gonna call your dad when you're stuck in traffic because he's not gonna try to mindset you out of out of um, you know, being frustrated for being stuck in traffic. Like if my car breaks down on the side of the road, I, you know, there's one person I'm gonna call for that. I'm not gonna call my sister, you know, she's not gonna be able to rescue me on the side of the road. My dad actually has a tow truck, so I can call him. You know, it's like knowing what people provide for you and and being able to lean in in spaces that they can actually help you in because if you have an expectation like if i had an expectation around my sister being able to tow my car if i get stuck in traffic and she can't do that there's just going to be resentment in that relationship and so understanding what those relationships actually like the roles that those people serve in your lives and what those people are capable of providing for you and, and vice versa, what you're there to provide for them too. That's, I love that. I love the, the five tent poles. That's a really good sort of like visual, visual picture there of like being able to identify the different support people in your life. I like that.
1: Yeah. And when you're stuck in a moment, when you're really feeling low for, or lonely, It's easy. You can take your hand out and go, okay, who who do I need to call? How do I feel right now? How do I want to feel after reaching out with somebody? You know, if you're in a situation where you're feeling really down and you're not going to call a friend you haven't connected with in a long time because you want to get to the root of what's going on, that's where a coach is really great. You can get right to the root with what's going on and get the support you need without playing the catch up of like, how are you? How are the kids? You know, there are times and places for that. And I really think it is important. Everyone's looking for connection. So, what everyone seems to be wanting out in the world, however, with social media and all the messages that we're getting every si- single second of the day, uh, it can feel lonelier than ever. You know, yeah. just sitting on your phone by yourself
0: watching videos, which we all do, and that's great. But are you truly connecting with people? Yeah, for sure. Start a podcast, then you can yeah. make friends. <laughs> yeah, yeah,
1: and and you know, the argument that I get a lot too is Katie. There is not, time. like, I don't have time to make time, right? And it, making time and creating time for connection, for yourself, for achieving a, a, a goal that you have that's been on your mind for a long time, it's it's not easy to create time. And, you know, we have to go through, you know, wh- how are you spending your time? Where are you starting from? Uh, do you really want to connect with people? Do you really want to, you know, achieve this goal? really going through those pieces of it because once you understand the why and you know, we talked a little bit earlier um, for my podcast, like the root of why you want something, why you want connection, why you want to achieve that goal, then you can go, you know, actually, I can, I can shift my time and get up a little earlier if I'm able to achieve my goal or I can, you know, set a timer on my phone so that I stop scrolling social media at a certain time and get to rest so I can get up earlier. Like there are ways to do it There is no black or white, like here is the plan to create all your goals here. It really does come back to where you are starting in this individual season of your life. But the same thing goes with connection too. There isn't time to make time. I host bi-monthly local moms night outs and I host retreats. And it is really, really hard. It's hard for me still even to choose to leave my kids even for a few hours to go out. But every single time I do, I come back going, Oh my gosh, like that was so amazing. I am so worth it. I got to connect with new people. I am energized. I'm also modeling that for my children too. Mom's going to go out for a little bit because I'm worth it because it's important for mom to also get out and have space. We're teaching our children, all of our actions and the things we're doing, we're teaching our children to to one day do that for themselves too.
0: Yeah, for sure. And like what I hear you saying is it's not about like not having the time. It's, it's about what are your priorities and how do you structure your time around your priorities? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's still not
1: easy. It's certainly still not easy. And sometimes, and many times I have failed. I have my my journey, even to just getting up, I I get up early in the morning and people will say, Oh my gosh, how do you do that? Give me your secret. And I'm like, my secret is trying and failing for years. And, 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 giving myself grace for when it doesn't work out and celebrating the freaking crap out of it when it does and leaning into my community who gets me, who who's also working on goals, who can be like, yay, you got up early. We're so proud of you. High five versus not having anyone to celebrate with. It's kind of like, wah, wah, you know?
0: Yeah, I just, I read a quote like literally this morning and it was something like, like failure is only demonstrating to you what doesn't work to reach wow. the goal that you want to reach. So just try something different.
1: Yeah. One of my amazing community members and friends says, failure fail is frequent attempts in learning. Ha, I love that. I wow. love that.
0: I love a good acronym. <laughs> <laughs> so when you're talking about like, like you're a mom, how old are your kids? Oh, oh my God, I almost said six. Just turned seven. You just <laughs> turned seven, not even a week ago. Seven and nine. Seven and nine. And you have two boys,
1: right? Yes. And we are in our activities era. Like it is, it is driving around my husband and I, like not even barely like passing kids, you know, in the cars back and forth. That is the era that we're in right now.
0: Yeah. And that is a wild and busy and crazy and such a fun season. I loved that season of just like being able to be there for all of the sports and for all of the activities and Watching them find the things that they love and the things that light them up, and then recognizing maybe what doesn't—such a fun season. It is fun. I'm so glad that I did the mindset work that I've
1: done over the past like ten years to get to this point because it's hard. I mean, it's definitely hard, and there are nights where, like, I think I ate—I ate Cool Ranch Doritos for dinner the other night (laughs) because they ate, but I just was too tired to even eat. I was like, "I'm that's it. I'm done." But But I was able to like laugh at that and really, truly enjoy it. Like these Doritos are so good. (laughs) Um, And I don't know, like I feel like I might not have been able to enjoy it as much if I hadn't done the work. Doesn't mean that if you're in that era right now. That's not too late to do the work. But I don't know. I just feel like it's fun to celebrate the little things and to laugh at yourself (laughs)
0: sometimes. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, we had a lot of like cereal for dinner nights. (laughs) Yeah or running through the drive through on the way home at 9.30. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it's just having grace for yourself, having grace for the season and understanding like, this is going to be over at some point mm-hmm. and I'm going to move into a different season and I'm going to look back and some days I'm going to miss this. Some days I won't, but some days I will. <laughs> yeah. I mean,
1: it's a it's a it's frustrating to have to drive them places, but then look at your kids, like your kids are driving themselves and some days you probably miss like, you know, them needing, needing you to do that. And other days you're probably like, great,
0: bye. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. When they get a little bit more self-sufficient, you start having like different worries and different concerns. It just, it just changes that the things that you think about just change. So in this season of like motherhood and building a business and also like building community and also being in a career and also like you want to spend time with your husband, like what are the things that you've recognized maybe that you've had to sacrifice in different areas in order to show up where you need to show up at any given time? Yeah, I think this is something that
1: I'm still working on. I struggle a lot with, I, I really like my job and I really want to do 150% you know, work there. However, like I mentioned earlier, I want to be there for certain things for my kids, like Halloween. I want to be there for their Halloween parade. Even if the nine year old didn't seem to care that I was there this year, but that's fine. <laughs> I don't care. But like and so I need to just be more honest. I'm working on being more honest at work. Um, and not, you know, in the past I kind of tried to like run around and do it all and, and and perceive like that I was, you know, always there when when you're a mom, even if you're there, your brain is not always like there, there. And I think, you know, other moms understand and get it but I'm just so done with like running myself ragged and trying to like keep up the persona. I just want to be honest. And the truth of the matter is I'm a really hard worker and I get my work done and I will still give, you know, a hundred and whatever percent. However, I also truly value being there for my kids for things. Even if I do say no, this is, I think, a really big thing that I've learned just in life. It's okay to say no or yes to something, and then give yourself time to think about it now I mean, honestly if you can give yourself time first before answering that's great but i'm a i'm a quick like an answer comes out whether i want it to or not you can go back and change the answer you know what i've thought about that and actually that's the, i'm not going to be able to do that or i signed up to be the snack parent for this game and i realized i'm not going to be here i'm going <laughs> to be out of town can somebody else do it 99.9% of the time it's not a problem at all some other parent will bring the snack. You can switch snack days. That's fine. You know, you need to be late for a work appointment, you know, because your kid needs to get a, I don't know, has a dentist appointment. Great. Awesome. No problem. You get your job done. It's all good. Like, I just feel like in the working mom world, it can be really easy to feel like we have to do it all ourselves and hide it, right? Hide it behind like a smile. And like, I'm, I'm always physically here and I get it all done when really the reality is we're just doing the best that we can and I think that like that's amazing and that's enough
0: yeah yeah what would you say to somebody who's like they want to kind of be in this energy that you're in and being able to be present with with your kids and also wanting to be focused on your career because you love what you do but maybe they don't have the same sort of environment that you have in your work like yeah. how do you either communicate to your current employer what it is that you need or find something that's more in alignment and how do you know when it's time to do that yeah i
1: uh, so i work in a marketing role right now and it's super fun and it's it's you know flexible and i work a lot and I never take a lunch break. It's like, I will not take a lunch break because I love my work so much unless I have a call scheduled or, or, you know, I do community calls in my lunch breaks and things like that. But for a, for a period of time, I was an hourly employee and I had to tell you, I took my lunch break. Take your lunch break is my advice. I took my lunch break. I had to every single day clock in and clock out. And I got so much done so much achieved on my lunch break whether it was going out for a walk and taking time and space for myself or literally i was doing like a network marketing company right th- at that time i would take calls on my lunch break i scheduled it because it was consistent my ro- my days aren't consistent right now so although it's fun and i get to be all over the place and i get to have some flexibility along with it it's it changes from day to day so if you have a if you're in a role where every single day you have to be there i mean i have to be there at the same time but you have to be there at a certain time. You have a, a strict lunch break and you leave at a certain time. Two things, take your lunch break and utilize that time for yourself. It's important. You're important. And and the second thing is you don't take your work home. That's amazing. That's beautiful. So what I, I, what I help people do is really understand where they are in this season of their lives, because it can be really easy to be, look at someone on social media and go, Oh she's an entrepreneur and she works from home and it's she's so lucky and you know yada 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 make up whatever story in your mind but also it could the grass is always greener right on the other end you have an income coming in if you're working a corporate role and you have strict times where you get space it's given to you take it cuz sometimes and you know from the entrepreneur role sometimes it's harder on the other end you have to take the time for yourself versus when it's it's already there for you so that would be my advice. Um, and then two, same line of um, thought, take time for yourself. So whether it's your lunch break, I get up early. It's not easy, but evening time is family time. I don't do evening calls anymore. I tried that for a season in life. Maybe the next season I'll do it again. I don't do evening calls anymore. My morning time is for me. I work, you know, throughout the day, get so excited and work on different things, coach people all the things. And then evening time is family time. That's the way my life is structured now, but it would not work if I didn't take some sort of time for myself. Right now, that's morning. That's when I get my movement in, I get my reading in, I get my thinking in. Sometimes it's an hour, sometimes it's 10 minutes. Depends on what time I wake up. I try to wake up at a certain time, but I, I notice a difference in my energy, in my excitement and in my level of patience <laughs> when I take time
0: for myself. So, so important, so important have you recognized like in the roles that you kind of play in your career and as a coach and as a wife and as a mom that you have sort of felt pulled to sacrifice certain things that didn't feel aligned for you? And how did you navigate that? Yeah. Yeah. I mean,
1: the one thing that we're navigating with a nine and a a seven-year-old is more time for us as a couple, my husband and I. And so you know, coming with that, accepting help, offering help, having date nights on the calendar. That's something that doesn't feel aligned to not spend a lot of time with my husband. I'm tired at the end of the night. I do don't want to sit up and watch the same type of TV shows that (laughs) he does. And so that's not our time right now. Um, So that doesn't feel aligned, but we have to find our own, our own way of doing it in our own time. So that's just one, one example of the first thing that came up. Yeah. I mean, There have been different seasons where I was doing things or showing up in a certain way. And I either felt really aligned and someone told me they didn't like it or that was not what they thought that I should be doing to succeed. And I've stopped. Not based on what they thought, but based on advice I thought they were trying to help me with and then had to really go back and go, ah, no, I'm going to go back to this thing because it brings me joy. It helps me show up how I need to show up each day, or vice versa. I'm gonna I'm gonna stop doing this thing because it just doesn't feel it doesn't feel right. And I'm a type of person, hard on my shoulder. Like I lead with my energy and with my heart,
0: and I cannot fake it. You can't do it. I love that. I love that. So you talked a little bit about the um, the sort of mom events that you host. What do Walk us through what that kind of looks like. Like, how did you get started doing that? What sort of prompted you to cultivate that community in the first place? And then, you know, what does it look like when you guys all get together? Yeah. So when I was on my first kid, new mom,
1: I did a pretty good job at like getting out in the neighborhood and going for walks. And my husband was, you know, great. It was summertime. So we did a lot of activity things outside, took our baby places. He was great. Second kid, he was born in November. The oldest kid went to daycare still a few days a week and I felt really alone and I felt really disconnected and I was working at that job that I mentioned that it was a good it was a good place to work but it was hourly and I wasn't allowed to connect with any of the employees I wasn't allowed to check my email I wasn't allowed to have any connection with work while I was on my maternity leave and it was very different from the first time I was on maternity leave it was completely opposite um and so I felt like I needed something and I started looking on Facebook and meetup.com and like, there's gotta be like mom get togethers you can bring a baby to. And I found a meetup.com like county moms group that was going to meet and go for stroller walks. And I went to the first one and no one was there. And I mean, I like, I like got my newborn out of the house. Now, granted, I was a second time mom. So I, I got my newborn out of the house, took the other kid to daycare and I showed up and I was going to go to the stroller walk and no one was there. And I was so angry, not at anyone in, in you know, specific, but I was like, I just am a mom on maternity leave that is going back to work. And I wanted to do some of the things that I saw the stay-at-home moms were doing all the time, stroller walks and and my gym meetups and things that I I wanted to do. And this was my time to do it no one showed up turns out a week later there was another event and i went this time it was at target so i was like i'll go to target i can do that no <laughs> one shows up at least i'll be in target in the starbucks oh. area you <laughs> know right no one shows up again and i'm like this is ridiculous this is not a good group i guess the woman posted something so sorry we had to cancel i'm actually going getting rid of this group because you know for x y and z reasons and it was 140 local women who were all looking for the same connection as me. And they had asked, does anyone want to take the group over or else it's going to be archived and it's going to be gone? And my gut was like, yeah, I'll take it over. Now, look, I was I was going back to work like a month later at this point. So I can't sustain the level of activities that this group you know, had on the calendar. However, the two events I went to, no one showed up. So I thought, you know what? I'll show up for the next (laughs) month and we'll see what happens. And I led a meetup group for the first year of my son's life. And one of the women that came to, we would do stroller walks in the mall. And it was awesome. And we would have like 20, 25 women come, uh, many with first babies, many that were military parents in the area that didn't know anybody. And we formed some friendships. And one of the women, was a stay-at-home mom and she said, when you go back to work, why don't I do like one or two days a week? And then I as the working mom would keep, you know, the weekends. Now I didn't want to commit to every single weekend, so I did two weekends a month. And we did this for the pat for the first three years of my son's you know, my youngest son's life. We didn't charge anything. We just met up at malls and at playgrounds and at parks and we walked and, you know, there was no sales pitch or selling anything, but I got to talk to women and I got to hear their stories. And then in conjunction with my job, I have now just getting to talk to moms a lot and realizing that we feel really alone and we have this identity of, you know, being a mom, but, you know, social media is, is great, but we're not having real talk connection there. And the Facebook groups on social media can be really big places where moms are, kind of, you know, someone asked an innocent question and they're kind of getting at each other. And I just decided that I wanted to change the narrative and continue doing this group. So then the pandemic happens and we're not doing any in-person events. And I started doing virtual calls. I have been working with a coach at this point, trying to figure out like, what did I want to do with this group? And who am I as a person? And am, am I just a mom? Who? How can I get, you know, maximize my potential in my job and all the things. And it really turned into this beautiful community of women where we do virtual events for, we did them for years, but I am such an in-person person. I am an extrovert, but I, I like just love being in the energy of people. And I do think you can get that virtually in the way that we have Zoom and all the things we have now getting right into like the deep talk questions, but being in someone's energy is just, is everything. And the conversations that, that happen when you're with somebody like eye to eye, whether you're at a mom's stroller walk and both of your kids are like running around on the playground and you're having that like, you know, choppy mom conversation where you have to like get snacks and wipe butts, but you keep going back to, to talking or you're going to a mom's night out, which is what we do now bi monthly. We have a mom's night out, no kids. Um, And it's not hard. It's not, I mean, it's not, it's not easy to get out without kids, but no kids no interruptions you go out for a few hours and we just we just talk i do prizes and you know some fun things there but it's there's no big agenda for our moms night outs it's just straight connection bring a friend if you want or show up if you're local in the maryland area um and then i started hosting retreats because i went to a retreat and it was wonderful to have oh my goodness not just 2 hours away but a whole weekend Or an evening away, where I got to have, you know, like you said, uh, uh, we've talked about previously, having a luxurious bed away from home. I wasn't having to to wipe any butts or pack any snacks, and you know that takes planning, of course, with your partner and asking for help and all the things. But I always came come back from being away just as a refreshed mom, but also colleague and coworker. Like not only does getting away and connecting with other women whether it's a mom's night out or retreat, help me be a better mom. It helps me be a better employee, like overall person. And so I talk a lot about the both and and the work that I do because we are multidimensional people and we have so many different parts of us that make up the whole of us. And I think we need to like, just like we need to have five temples of support, we need to feed all the different parts of us so that we can be better, stronger, more joyful, more present, have more clarity, all of those things. So that's why I have virtual and in-person events in our community. And I just think both are important.
0: I (laughs) took three lessons from what you just said. (laughs) The first one is just like trusting your gut and taking a chance. Because as I'm hearing you talk about the very beginning of the journey, the first two events that you showed up to, nobody showed up. You were the only one there. And I'm thinking if this is me, like I am terrified to launch into something if I think nobody's going to show up, like that scares the crap out of me. I'm going to look like an idiot (laughs) if I try to put something out there and nobody shows up like that's scary. And I feel like that's something that like a lot of people can identify with. Right. But you did not go there. You were like, no, I need this. I'm going to do it, even if I'm the only one that shows up. And then the fact that you did it under the meetup group for three years, and you just kept showing up and showing up and showing up. And as people would come, and I assume some people would come and go, and the group probably shifted a lot in those three years, but it was just like trusting your gut when you knew it was what you were supposed to do, even though all of the evidence said, this isn't going to work. You still showed up and then you showed up consistently for three years and you built this thing that has turned into really not just a community because that's important, but also it's turned into a business for you. You've been allowed this opportunity because you trusted your gut, because you showed up for three years to create this business that is so fully in alignment with who you are with what you needed and with what your skills are and what you're here to provide for other people and then the third thing was like just the importance of giving that time to yourself like in the mom's night out in the retreats and taking that time to just invest in yourself and in your relationship with yourself like those were the three big things that like I pulled out of that but it's like in doing those things you were able to create this business for yourself, where you can use this to now serve other women, but also your family, also your relationships. And I think that those are so, so important things to remember is trusting your gut and showing up consistently and investing in yourself. Yeah.
1: And and thank you for, for reflecting those back because Mean so much, and even just hearing it, I'm like, oh my gosh, I did all of that. Now I did have a, you know, I did have a um, a weekday partner mom who really held up a lot of the group for a while, and she kind of, then event- you know, when COVID happened, we eventually went off. But to hear just the own my own words of my story, I'm like, wow, I don't tell this story a lot. There's a lot of behind the scenes in everybody's story that nobody knows about, and consistently can mean whatever it needs to mean for you. Right. Yeah. Absolutely. Because even just recently, I was like, because I'm driven by energy and heart, if I don't have something to say, I don't have something to say. And I cannot will not because I've tried. I cannot show up <laughs> and 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 say anything if it's not like from the gut and heart. And so if I go, you know, quote, unquote, quiet on social media, whatever that means, it's because I'm either really busy and doing stuff with my kids and literally like can't even keep my eyes open when I hit my head to the pillow, or I don't have anything to say that I think will contribute to to wherever I am in the season. And I've struggled with that because looking at the full story, I'm like, well, yeah, I, I am really consistent. I do wake up every morning, but it looks different every single morning, the time length is different. What I do is different. I did, you know, build that community and show up consistently for however many years. And now we have a bi-monthly mom's night out and retreats and things like that. But, you know, we can beat our own selves up with what what is consistent. It's not consistent enough. But I think if you're showing up in full alignment of who you are and like who you be, then great. You can't go wrong. And it's a part of me. It is freaking fun. I can't imagine my life without it, without having a community, without having a coach, without hosting retreats and having moms night outs because not only is it something that I think is important that that other moms and caregivers need, but I need it. And if I need it, then it's never a waste of time. It's never a failure. Even if only my sister shows up, then yay, my sister and I get a mom's <laughs> night out together, right? Like and so I always see it from that lens. But the outside world can sometimes tell you you're not making enough money from this or only
0: one person showed up. It's a failure. It's not. Katie, this was so awesome. I <laughs> love connecting with you. This was just such a great like way to spend two hours in the middle of my Wednesday. I'm uh, so, so honored. Um, if you just had maybe just like one last piece of advice for like the working mom who's just feeling overwhelmed, yeah, what would you tell her?
1: give yourself more credit because we are doing so much and I like to do something with, with my uh, community and clients called a to-do list because everyone knows what a to-do list is, right? You you wake up and you write this big list of things that you know you're not going to get all that stuff done. <laughs> we make this list of all these things and then at the end of the day, even if we've crossed off half of them and run ourselves ragged, and been to all the places and went to the Halloween party and also then went to work and all the things were like, I just didn't do enough. I didn't get everything done off my to-do list. I like to flip it on its head and and make a to-do list. You can do a to-do list when you're driving in the car. You can make a to-do list for the entire week and write down the things that you are accomplishing. And I'm not, I'm not, I always want to be careful. I'm not saying like we're celebrating doing things, right? Because rest can go on your to-do list, watching a movie with your kids, having a picnic dinner and like not making an actual like cooked meal. All of those things can go on your to list. nourishing yourself. But then when you look at this list of all the things that you have done, that you have accomplished, taking a shower, washing your hair, like put it all on there. Even on the days where you feel like, oh, I didn't get anything done. I was so lazy today. You can make a whole to list of things that you've accomplished. And then that starts to like flip that switch in your mind a little bit. We do not give ourselves credit for all the things that we do. And that's why I think it's so important to have a community where you can come in and say, hey, I showered today and threw the the laundry in and I didn't put it in the dryer, but that's a win.
0: That's a win. (laughs) I love it. I'm going to start doing that to Dallas. I love it. Katie, where can we connect with you? Where can we find out about your retreats? All the things. Yeah. So katiedragas.com.
1: Is an easy place to go. And I always have the updated mom's night out on there. And our retreat coming up in the last weekend in May, June of 2024 is gonna be so freaking amazing. I cannot wait. That's all there on the website. And Instagram is always a fun place to connect to. It's Katie Dragus717.
0: All right. I will put the links in the show notes. Where is your retreat gonna be? It's in Edgewater, Maryland. Okay. Uh, not far from where I grew up. And
1: it is this amazing house. We actually rented the same house we rented last year because it is like this little slice of heaven right on the water. We had someone come and do yoga on the platform that they have on the water last year. We have amazing food, a hot tub. Like it's just, it's a really awesome place. And it also feels like so private when you're there. Even if you are local and you're 10 minutes down the road, you really will feel like you're in like a little a little bubble for the weekend.
0: I love it. I love it. Thanks for tuning in to realign with your purpose. My intention is that the messages I share here in this podcast help you experience a mindset shift as well as actual transformation and growth. If you found value in today's episode, please Share it with a friend so they can experience the growth and transformation that you've found in these messages. Or take a screenshot and share it on Instagram. And be sure to tag me so I can personally thank you for spreading the message and encouraging everyone to believe in themselves and their dreams. And if anything I talked about today really spoke to you, send me a DM because I would love the opportunity to have a conversation with you. As always, it's been an honor to share this time with you today. And until next time, you got this.